Ascension News, Consciousness, Ego, Resistance and the Ascension Process. When we speak about Ascension, we must also speak about Consciousness. We must understand that Consciousness is not just one layer or one thing, it's many layered. We have a conscious mind that has two aspects. The left brain is the rational, logical, reasonable, strategic part of us. The right brain is the creative, imaginative, intuitive part of us. Now often these two aspects can act like divorced parents. Perhaps one is more dominant and seeks to control or oppress the other. In our left brain dominant world, we are often trained through education systems to trust our logical mind and suppress our intuitive mind. Of course, it can happen the other way around where we become the artistic or spiritual rebel and seek to disown our logical mind. The ascension process seeks to heal this artificial split that's been going on for far too long. When this happens, there is a sacred marriage within our consciousness. The yang left brain and the yin right brain begin to work together. You could imagine this as an infinity symbol within the brain itself, where there's a flow, both aspects working in unity. There is a true partnership rather than a disharmony and a disconnect. Just as we have a conscious mind, we also have an unconscious mind. And this mind also has different layers. One layer is responsible for the automatic functioning of the physical body. Keeps the heart beating, assists our breathing. When we're focusing on other things, allows the lymph system to circulate, eyes to blink, stomachs to digest food, and many other tasks we've never even thought about. This aspect is in charge of the etheric body, our chakra system. In the 3D matrix, it opens and closes our chakras, very much like the iris of the eye responds to sunlight. This is the part of us that is the emotional self, the part that laughs and cries. This is called the younger self, that some consider the inner child. The unconscious mind holds all our memories and conditionings in this lifetime. Conditioning is connected to learning. Naturally, there is conditioning that we accept as we're growing up that is not helpful and needs to be cleared later in life. However, conditioning has an important function since it allows us to learn. We can learn to drive a car and then do it without thinking about it too much. We can learn to play the piano and then just play without thinking again. We can learn to dance by just doing it. Actually, when we think too much with our conscious mind about the activity we're doing, we can interrupt the flow. At deeper layers of the unconscious mind, we hold memories from other lifetimes. Our unconscious mind is aware of both traumatic lifetimes and all blessed ones where we have activated our soul gifts. The unconscious mind is aware of agreements, vows or promises we have made across many lifetimes. Some of these agreements can cause interference in our present lifetime. For instance, old Christian monastic vows were about agreeing to poverty, chastity and obedience to the church. Such agreements can, at a certain stage of the awakening ascension process, begin to impede our path. For instance, agreeing to follow the dictates of a 3D church can impede our ability to connect directly with spirit, for our unconscious mind still believes that going through some church is the correct way to do this. 
The unconscious mind is multi-layered and the ascension process seeks to heal all of these artificial divides and blocks between the conscious and unconscious mind. When this is done, it's easier to clear past life trauma and also access the vast treasures and capabilities within the unconscious mind. So let's take a look at the ego. Another name for the ego is personality, and this is also multi-layered. We can be curious at times, cautious at other times. We could be confident in one moment and in another want to retreat from the world and curl up in the warmth of our bed. We may be ambitious, bold, compliant and rebellious all in the space of the same day. We are many selves, although some of these are dominant and others are more hidden in the shadows of the psyche. We could think about the ego as existing in the space between the conscious and unconscious minds. Some aspects of the ego are more conscious and accepted and others are more unconscious, repressed or disowned. The ascension process seeks to make us whole and balance out our personality selves. The ego initially may seek to block the light of ascension because it distrusts or does not understand the process. All of our learned behavior is geared towards surviving in the 3D matrix. The ego does not understand the energetic shift that the ascension process brings. Actually, the ego fears death, but there is no death, only transformation. The ego transforms and becomes an ally in the process. All our childish rather than childlike and fixed rather than flexible parts of us become transformed in the light of ascension. All internal conflicts come to resolution. This allows for a greater freedom and flexibility of thinking, feeling and action in the world. We are the conscious mind and we are the unconscious mind, yet there is another mind we must consider, a higher mind or higher self. The higher self is the guide or bridge in the ascension process to higher levels of spirit. This aspect is our wise God, Goddess Self. We could also consider this aspect our gatekeeper, the part of us that connects us to helpful forces in the universe. We could see this aspect as a field of pure light. It may also take the form of a God or Goddess. In my early days of meditation in connecting with my higher self, I saw this being as an external being of light that eventually took the shape of some Egyptian god. Over time this changed and now it feels that I am one with my higher self, one light, one body. This is one of the goals of ascension, the unification of all other selves with the higher self. When the unification process happens, the higher self begins to speak more powerfully through the unconscious mind. It is important to note that the higher mind does not communicate directly with our left brain mind. It goes through the body and energy fields first. This is why it's important to clear all resistance in the unconscious mind so that the impulses from the higher self can flow through us without distortion. You could think of this like a river if the river has large boulders or is dammed, then the flow is impeded or blocked. If the river is clear, then the flow of water moves without restriction. So, as the higher self connects to us, we begin to feel sensations and impulses through the body. Our intuition becomes stronger. We're increasingly pulled away from lower frequency situations and people as our higher self seeks to align us with a different track, a different timeline. 
our vibration will increase and we steadily seek out more joy and flow and our lives also seem to be more joyful and vibrant. This process generates a feeling of aliveness in the body. The higher selves reach through the physical body to connect with the emotional body and chakra system. We are opened and stretched. We are being pulled out of our comfort and familiarity zones. Our mind expands. We begin to channel energies, perhaps in the form of new ideas or possible projects. We begin to dream in new ways. Perhaps we are connected with higher beings and star races. As we move forward, we can also hit up against deeper layers of resistance. As we absorb more light, there can be a kickback from the ego that does not like the process. And this is natural. Eventually the process transforms the ego and all resistance dissolves as the trust and understanding of the process increases. It's common for our personality to change. Perhaps we become more compassionate, less judgmental. Perhaps we become more serene and less reactive. Everyone, of course, has their own unique process in this regard. As we move along the ascension path, present life and also other life trauma can be released. All memories are energies that need to be met and transformed. And I remember early on in my awakening process, I had a spontaneous memory of being burned at the stake as a witch. This memory evokes strong emotions of terror and also anger. As I moved through the memory, I found on the other side a great release of anxiety and fear that had been with me for most of my life. This release also cleared a fear of persecution that made little sense in my current life. So the ascension process is not only about facing the light, it's also about clearing resistance and clearing the dark. Resistance to the process can take many forms. There's present and other life memories that arise, the ego resists, but there can also be family and bloodline energies that seek to block and interfere. Resistance can present itself as practical blocks, such as one or both parents objecting to any changes they sense in you. It could also be energetic and invisible, where the bloodline seeks to energetic block your path. This can be done for various reasons. One reason is a very 3D bloodline may distrust the higher energies of a starseed. The bloodline senses danger in you, that you may do something that humiliates or betrays the bloodline. Some bloodlines can be very dark and dense, meaning there's been violence or abuse or trauma on the line. Here, ancestral energies may seek to block your awakening. Perhaps there are agreements on the bloodline to block the light. Some bloodlines have agreements to actively serve and support the dark, meaning all anti-light forces. Over the years, I found it very common in clients for bloodline energies to block their throat and sacral chakras, which are, of course, the centers of self-expression. Bloodlines may not like you expressing yourself creatively, emotionally or sexually in the way you would most like to. These blocks may actually feel like energy strangling the chakras. The throat chakra at one level is about self-expressions, the words you speak. And at another level, it's about the expression of your soul mission. The ascension process seeks to clear all interference so you can connect with more positive and supportive energies on the bloodline. It's important to note that every bloodline, no matter how dark, has redeeming energies and forces that can be connected to. Please remember you chose the mother and father lines for a reason. Your ascension process is also about clearing the bloodlines, allowing more light into the bloodlines that will serve those starseeds who choose to incarnate in these bloodlines further down in the future. 
As the ascension process continues, there is a unification of the three selves which enables a deeper ability to express our authentic nature and create our true reality. The ego has been transformed and becomes a safe container for our intensified light. We learn to transform old stories and beliefs that limit us and create new possibilities that eventually manifest in our reality. Bloodline interference has been dealt with. Trauma from other lifetimes cleared. We begin to know and believe that the light is stronger than the imposing dark. This is very important because this has not been the case on the planet for thousands of years. Light workers have been neutralized, sidelined, imprisoned or killed for centuries if not thousands of years. The light is now stronger than the dark. Stronger than all anti-light forces on the planet. This is allowing us to safely shift up the vibrational energetic scale. We can now stop resonating at the levels of anxiety, confusion, fear, guilt, resentment and shame and so on and start resonating at a baseline of joy, harmony, love, unification, wonder and so on. The higher we resonate, the clearer our guidance to move through these volatile times. The higher we resonate, the easier it is to know and express our true mission. And as we begin to do this, our true path of service begins to emerge.